Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, thank you so much for listening in. For those seasoned listeners, welcome back. Sit back and relax for another fabulous episode. With me today is Rich Fetke. And Rich Fetke, he is multifaceted and multidimensional, but he comes with lots of knowledge. But let me tell you a little bit more about who Rich Fetke is. He is the author of The Wise Investor, a modern parable about creating financial freedom and living your best life. Emphasis on your best life. He is a licensed real estate broker, active investor, and co-founder of Real Wealth, a real estate investment group that helps its 60,000 plus members improve their financial intelligence, secure passive income, and obtain financial freedom. He is also the author of Extreme Success. Simon & Schuster 2002, and the audio program Momentum. A pioneer in the field of business and personal coaching, Rich is a former vice president of the International Coach Federation, also known as ICF, and holds one of the ICF's first master certified coach credentials. Rich's work has been featured on TV, radio, and in print, including USA Today, Entrepreneur Magazines, and we all know this one, the Wall Street Journal. A passionate adventurer athlete, Rich lives in Malibu, California with his wife, Kathy, where they invest, work, and play together. And he is also a dad, y'all. So without further ado, let's welcome the man behind it all, Rich Becky. Thank you, Genesis. Great to be here. I know how much you put into the show, so I'm honored that you have me as a guest. My pleasure. And thank you for being here to share and hold space and share your expertise with the audience today. So Rich, we're going to jump into the connection part of the segment, which is the fun part of the segment where the audience like, oh, wow, this is like really cool. So there's two options that you can choose from. We could either do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game emphasis on rapid. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, let's do the 10 questions. Let's go rapid. Okie dokie, here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Rich and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one, favorite color? Favorite color is burnt orange. Ooh, like the color of UT burnt orange? Of what? What's UT, University of Texas, like that? Oh, UT, oh, UT. Yeah, yeah. That's like that kind of golden sunset orange. Yeah. Okay. Question two. <laughs> if if you could be a fly on the wall and listen in on any conversation, what conversation would you be listening to? Oh, man, probably my my daughter and my grandson. I think that's uh, that would be really, really fun. <laughs> Question three, favorite food or cuisine? Oh, man, I'm going to have to go with Wiener Schnitzel in Austria. <laughs> Question four, what's one word to describe you? Uh, enthusiastic. Question five, mm-hmm. name something crazy that you have done in your life, but it actually built character. Uh, I bungee jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. Ah, okay. <laughs> Question six, 
You get three random acts of kindness per day. What are your three to do for someone else today? Oh man, just random. Um, uh, paying the toll for them. I, I love that one. Paying for the car behind me and surprising them. Uh, another one would be over tipping someone and just watching their expression, you know, but secretly watching from afar. Uh, and then the third would be, you know, a real simple one, just running up and holding the door for someone. Question seven, share something about yourself that no one in your community may know about you, but it's what makes Rich Vetke, Rich Vetke. Oh, I would say that I was diagnosed learning disabled when I was eight years old, diagnosed uh, hyperkinetic disorder and put on Ritalin and at a really hard time in school. So um, not everyone knows that about me, but it's, it created that little inner gremlin that told, told me just that I should never, uh, that I, then I'm not going to be successful. It's really wild. Wow. And here you are now successful overcoming those odds and definitely breaking that label. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Question eight, as a parent, what is one advice you would give to new parents? Be curious. Listen, ask questions, be curious. Instead of telling kids what to do, ask them to see what, you know, see them as creative and resourceful and whole. Question nine, what is a favorite quote or mantra that you have that helps you remain true to yourself, but also picks you up if you're having like a blue day? All I can do is all I can do. And question 10, it is our pass or play question, Rich. And here are the rules. If you pass, our rules are reversed. And this is where you get to ask me a question. If you play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you okay. want to pass or play? I will pass so I can ask you a question. Okay. What's your question? What are you most excited about? In general or in this current season? Just whatever comes up first. Like, yeah, just like right now, what are you most excited about in your life? I would definitely say just becoming a mother um, because you really don't understand like the love of someone just truly loving you unconditionally until you assume that role of being a mother. And when you feel that heartbeat and that life grows inside mm. of you, it just makes you more compassionate, more empathetic and et cetera, because it's like your body can carry something as beautiful as another human's life. Mm, I love that. That's a good thing to be excited about. Yes. Amen. So thank you for playing rapid fire, Rich. Now we're going <laughs> to dive into the main part of the segment, which is the work that you're doing. So you do real estate investment. You're, you're also a CEO. So that's amazing. And then you also dive into life coaching, which is incredible because there are so many people out there who want to learn about real estate, but you could give them the information, but you could also coach them on life's principles and et cetera, and kind of share your journey with them to help them navigate. So let's, um, we, I know we covered your background in the bio, but I feel like there's more substance in that. So can you give us a synopsis of your background? And the reason why I'm asking this, Rich, is because I don't want the audience to see Rich Fecky for where you are now. There's things that you endured in your childhood leading up to where you are that built your mm. character and that allowed you to establish 
the man that you became today. Thank you. Yeah. Well, going back to what I had shared earlier, that diagnosis is being learning disabled and put in the kids um, in the classes that other kids would say like, hey, Fedke, it's time to go to the retard class and tease me and harass me and all that stuff. So I had that inner voice that said I wouldn't be successful. And I was lousy in school. I didn't even graduate with my high school class. I had to go back to summer school. And so I had this inner gremlin that was constantly telling me that. Um, that I'd never amount to anything. And then I discovered weightlifting and I started to realize that I could uh, have discipline and build and strengthen my discipline and set goals for how much I wanted to weigh, how much I wanted to lift. And that really taught me some new things about creating structures. I carried that over to my educational goals. Uh, I started a health club when I was 23 years old and ran that, grew it to having 24 employees, expanded it and sold that that health club, and then moved to California in 1995. So it was in 95 when I moved to California that I was uh, going to start a chain of one-on-one fitness training centers. So I opened one studio, hired some trainers, and then I saw this ad for the Coaches Training Institute. And it said, do you like personal development? Do you like supporting other people in their growth? You like helping people reach their goals? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> this looks great. And so I signed up that for that course. And that was back in 1995 when, when you told someone you were a coach back then, they would say, what sport? You know, it's like it was not out there much. And uh, so got involved early in that coaching profession, served on the board of the uh, International Coach Federation and eventually was elected uh, vice president. And all that just led to me growing that coaching practice landing that book deal with Simon and Schuster, giving keynote speeches. So completely turned from that guy that, you know, my, that inner gremlin said, you're never going to amount to anything. All of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, I am amounting to something. Yeah, I got this. So that was my big foray into coaching. And then, uh, then I was a coach for 15 years, coaching clients, everything from CEOs to entrepreneurs, salespeople, and really learn the power of coaching and how to ask powerful questions and how to really draw out the expertise of people and help them get aligned and stay on track. So yeah, it's carried over definitely into our business today, no doubt, the coaching skills. That's amazing. And the reason why I think it's so important that you dive deep with someone on their background is because you may see them one way, but what, what good is looking at the cover of the book if you're never going to go inside and grab the content <laughs> and like apply that. it? And I feel like so many times, so many people are out here just making assumptions and judgments based on a person's success, but they never ask him, hey, tell me about those challenges or those failures that you've overcome that allowed you to... Um, allowed you to catapult yourself or be a catalyst to where you are now. So I'm so glad that you shut out that inner gremlin and that propelled you into the work that you did. And now you're able to help other people. So whenever you think about applying the life coaching aspects that you learn with the real estate investment, what are some of the similarities within that space? Because I'm sure there's business acumen that you need to use. There's rapport building, also asking for questions, especially if you may not know everything about real estate, you have to ask those valuable questions in order to help yourself gain that knowledge and level up. Yeah, we definitely carried over to Real Wealth. So at, at Real Wealth, what we do is we help busy professionals acquire investment properties so they can grow their wealth. And that's why we call it Real Wealth, 
because we see real wealth is more than just money. Money's a big part of it, but it's also the ability to live life on your own terms, to have that freedom of time. So carrying that over and we, we send all our investment counselors at Real Wealth through the Coaches Training Institute's first course, which is the, the, the academy where my wife and I both got certified from. Um, but we put our investment counselors through that first course because there's so much exercise and so much power in learning how to find out what someone really wants. So when they sit down with one of our members, they're really able to ask those questions about where do they see themselves in the future? What's your vision? What holds you back? You know, tell me your backstory, just like you said, you know, because we I've coached so many people, hundreds of people over the years, now probably thousands. And I'll tell you, every single person I've ever coached does have that inner gremlin, everyone. So, you know, when you look at someone else from afar, you might be like, oh, they got it all together. They're super successful. They're super disciplined. They have their own gremlins. You know, I think it's an important thing for us to realize. And I like that you guys are focused on a holistic approach, because whenever you think about wealth, it, it isn't just about money. That's, right. you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, in my opinion. And that's what allows you to acquire wealth. Because once you're tapping into all those areas, you're going to have that longevity, you're going to have that sustainability, you're also going to have a crystal clear focus on your why, which is going to navigate you to really follow that passion and that mission that you have for yourself, which is going to bring in that wealth, in my opinion, would you agree or disagree with that sentiment, Rich? I agree 100%. And I think that, you know, what I've seen is wealthy people think differently than poor people. And when I say poor, I'm not just talking about money. It's like, you know, I live in Malibu, there's a lot of money here. But some people here are so poor that all they have is money, right? It's like they just they have a lot of money, but they're not happy with life. They're not being their best self. They're not living their best life. And there's a lot of people here who are financially successful and are living great lives and making a difference. But I can really see that with the people I've coached and the people at Real Wealth and the members we've helped. It's the people with a wealth mindset in the sense of it's, it is holistic. It's about taking care of your health and your relationships. It's the ability to do what you want with the people you want to be with. Uh, like I said, living life on your own terms. And so it's a lot of times it's your perspective and how you look at the world and coming from that abundance mindset of like, you're here to give, to give back. Uh, I know that wealthy people put much more of a focus on education instead of entertainment poor people tend to focus on entertainment. They put, spend most of their time on entertainment and not so much on education. So uh, the truly wealthy people that I've met and the people I've seen become successful in all areas of their life, they're the ones who are about continuously improving themselves, continuously getting better, growing, learning, and they just seek it. So I think that's a huge part of, of the wealth equation. Absolutely. And as Les Brown says, you've got to be hungry. When you're hungry, mm -hmm. and you're constantly looking out, how can you develop yourself personally? How can you develop yourself professionally? And yeah. you're seeking out all of that knowledge, you're perfecting your craft, which leads me into your book. Um, because you wrote a book about this, the book that just that just came out. And mm -hmm. I'm sure you're putting a lot of these principles in that book. So you could help somebody. Um, level up in their area, whether it's that real estate investment that they want to get into to not just generate wealth, but um, just what does that wealth look like, you know, generationally, are you going to be able to pass that down? Is it right. part of your legacy? Is it part of your foundation? 
How can you apply some coaching principles that you can use in all areas of your life just to make sure that you have those synergies, that mind, body, and soul or spirit experience and et cetera. So can you hold up that book and talk about what was the inspiration behind that book? Yeah. So it's called The Wise Investor. And I wrote it as a parable, a modern parable. So it's a story. And my first book was a nonfiction self-help book called Extreme Success. Uh, it was very much, you know, straightforward nonfiction with seven steps and all that. Um, but this book, it was actually my coach. Every other week I meet with my coach and he's, you know, he's just an amazing coach. He holds up the mirror for me, he draws out those important questions. But he had read my first book and he said, so when's your, when's your next book going to come out? And I'm like, ah, I wrote my book. I'm done. You know, it was 20 years ago, but he kept kind of nudging me over the years. And then uh, we started to apply story branding to our company, which is uh, Don Miller. He wrote a book called building a story brand. And it's all about applying the hero's journey to your business. Uh, so how you tell your story in it. And it's, where the customer is the hero in the hero's journey, but you as the business owner or business, you're the guide. So you're just there to help and support and give them a plan of action and to encourage uh, the hero to move along. So I got really into this whole hero's journey thing that Joseph Campbell came up with so many years ago. And so I said that one day to my coach, I said, you know, if I was going to write a book, I'd probably write a story because I'm really captivated and fascinated by this story, this whole story writing process and how to write a great story. And so that's what I did. That's, you know, he heard that and he said, okay, what's your next step? And uh, so I completed it. it, took me about a year and a half. And uh, so basically it's a story that it tells the story of this guy's name. His name is Ryan Brooks and he's a hardworking family man. Uh, he's got a wife, he's got a couple kids, but he works so many hours that he doesn't have time for his wife or his kids or even his life. And then he meets this wise mentor, an older guy who um, shows him a new way to financial security. And he's also such a great mentor that he does use those coaching skills. And so he's constantly asking questions and given that sage advice and really drawing out from Ryan, the protagonist, how he can live his best life now, not in some distant future. And so it follows the process of this protagonist's life over five years. And as the reader, I, I wrote it as a story because I really wanted to emotionalize this information. So many people don't complete a nonfiction book. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's 86% don't make it past chapter two of a nonfiction book. It's, it's kind of sad, really. So I wanted to write a story that would be captivating, that would draw the reader in, where they got engaged, they, they understood, they know the characters, and they would finish it. And in that story, it's almost like taking Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and The Richest Man of Bob Babylon, and The Alchemist, and kind of all weaving it into one story. Yeah, so you're all like, you're into the story. And then by the end, you get all these same lessons about how to grow your wealth, how to create financial freedom, how to get in better shape, how to be in, um, better in your relationship, how to be a better parent. So I, all those I kind of wove through. So it's a combination of everything that I've learned over the last 25 years as an investor, as a business owner, and as a coach, coaching thousands of clients. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that. And as you were talking about um, all of the different books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The Alchemist, and The Richest Man in Babylon, it kind of reminded me of a Rubik's Cube because with the different colors and stuff and how you're pairing it together or either like a jigsaw puzzle. And one question I had for you is why did you choose the name The Wise Investor? 
That's a really good question because, and it was a lot of thought that went into this title and, you know, I never saw myself as smart, obviously, you know, based on that little gremlin, you know, not smart, but I am, I've always been creative and I've always been, well, I learned discipline later, as I said. And so, um, it's now I'm at a place in my life. I'm at, um, I'm version 58.4 of myself right now. <laughs> so it, it, each month I try to get, you know, that one version better. It's almost like I have a Tesla and it, it updates the software and each version gets a little better. And it's like new features and new stuff. So I'm always trying to do that with myself. And so I looked at that and I was like, you know, it's really about wisdom because wisdom is all about the knowledge gained from experiences over the years. And that's, that's where I've gotten wisdom. And so this guy who is the, the, the mentor in the story, he's wise, he's older, he's older than I am. He's my future self. If I turn out to be really wise and, <laughs> and really amazing like this mentor, but he's, he's wise because he has experience. He's been through downturns as an investor. He's been through challenges with his business. He's been through challenges with his, his wife and his relationships. So all that creates wisdom. And so he, um, instills that wisdom and shares that wisdom with Ryan Brooks, the protagonist in it. So that's why it's called the wise investor. It goes beyond just being intelligent or smart. It's about wisdom. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that because I feel like we all grab wisdom from various areas of our lives, from, you know, trials, from mistakes, from other people who have shared their stories with us, we can apply wisdom, dot, mm -hmm. dot, dot. There's so many um, avenues. So the last question before we jump into the CTA and wind down is, what are some tips that you would give the audience for anyone looking to, you know, tap into that passive income or look into investing? And I'm talking about smart investments because there's a lot of things people invest in, but they're not necessarily smart and it doesn't give them that ROI, that return on investment. So from your perspective and being a subject matter expert with, you know, numerous years in the game, what are three to five tips that you want to leave the audience with? Yeah, that's, I mean, so the, the wise investor, uh, the mentor in the story, uh, invests in stocks, he has some gold, and he also invests in real estate. And what I've seen over the last 19 years now running real wealth, we started our company in 2003, is the power and the value of investing in real estate, and is hands down the best investment vehicle for creating true wealth, not only cash flow. I mean, you think about there's no, no other investment where you can go into the bank and say, hey, I want to buy this asset and will you pay for 80% of it? And then I get all the cash flow, but I get all the depreciation write-offs on my taxes. You know, there's no other investment you can do that except for real estate. You can do that. The bank will pay for 80% of it. You just have to put 20 down, 20% 20 down, and then you get monthly cash flow from that. And it doesn't matter if it's single family properties, multifamily properties. I have friends who invest in mobile home parks, um, friends who invest in self-storage. So it's, it's something about that hard asset. And there are tax laws in the U.S. are very favorable to real estate investors because we provide affordable housing. And so there's so many benefits of real estate investing from like that monthly cash flow, you get the appreciation. You don't bet on appreciation, but it, it appreciates about the same rate as, as overall stocks like the S&P. Um, you get the tax benefits from that and you get the uh, amortization. Your tenants are paying off your mortgage over time. And then you get the um, you get so many benefits from it. It just, it just goes on and on and on. So that, that would be my biggest thing is like 
understand and learn how to invest in real estate and then get into that asset class. And, and, um, you know, especially today with inflation going crazy, it's the best investment to have during inflationary times because you lock in your mortgage at one rate. And then over time, as the dollar decreases in value, you're locked in at that same price that you brought the property for. And you have the same loan that doesn't inflate over time. It's fixed. And so as the dollar decreases, it becomes more valuable to you. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that. And you did give them different real estate vehicles from um, residential, commercial, and et cetera, is what it sounds like. And I'll also add for those of you out there listening, another real estate, if you're if you don't necessarily want to do everything yourself, there are turnkey providers out there, or there's um one of one other one of my other guests shared there's a way where you could crowdfund or crowdsource in order to get into real estate if you don't necessarily have all the capital up front. But I always encourage you to do your due diligence and your research. Oh, your research. That is my disclaimer to you, just so you know enough about the subject before you dive in and then you lose some money and then you blame that person because you failed to do your own research and due diligence. So Rich, we're going to jump into the CTA, which is the call to action. What is your call to action for the audience? If you have a challenge, share that. If not, plug your website and where you primarily hang out on social media. Um, sure. I mean, I'm the, I think I'm the only rich Fetke in the world. So just on social media, it's just rich, F-E-T-T-K-E. So rich Fetke on social. Um, our company and our website is really simple. It's just real wealth com and just like you said turnkey turnkey providers we have property teams around the country with investment properties uh, in emerging markets so that's what we help busy professionals do is get into these uh, properties uh, so they can create a real estate portfolio that's going to cash flow for them and have all those benefits and then uh, I guess the last call to action would be to check out the wise investor to, to buy the book it's um it's available right now as an ebook on Amazon. And uh, this month it's coming out as the hardcover and also an audiobook. So you can just look up the wise investor on Amazon. Amazing. And thank you so much, Rich, for just coming into the community and sharing your knowledge with the audience. Audience, make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus audio platforms, so there's a space for everyone to listen. You could also see the recording to this video by going to our YouTube channel, which is GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Camp. And my big ask, A-S-K, is for brand sponsors. It does take resources to continue the mission and movement behind this platform, which is to curate content that is educational, inspirational and motivational while I also like to factor in the need for diversity equity inclusion and belonging because it does take all of us coming together to create that center of excellence or that center of expertise where we can learn and grow take the knowledge that we get apply it and look forward for what we can do to pave a legacy build a foundation for not just right now, but future generations to come. And if you're about that, you will see that this podcast is currently ranked in the top 2% globally. Out of 2.8 million podcasts per the KPIs, which are metrics on www.listennotes.com. So if this resonates with you, head on over to my website, genesisamariskemp.net to learn more info or send me a personalized email to genesisamariskemp at gmail.com. And lastly, but not least, 
where would I be without my supporters? You know I only think about you. I want to thank each one of you for counting it not rivalry to listen into this show. Because of you, we're able to meet those metrics. Because of you, we're able to, you know, expand and bring on other topics that you want to hear. This is not just Genesis's show. This is our show. So if there's something that you want to hear, learn, or et cetera, let me know. Feedback is a gift, and that's how I'm going to grow personally and professionally, but you're also going to grow too because we're linking arms together. So until the next guest, next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.